Walk worthy of the vocation in which you are called. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, Amen. My very dear canon, today is my joy to preach at your first Mass here in your new assignment with us at St. Gianna Oratory. Two months ago you were ordained in the person of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring his sacraments to his church for the salvation of souls. You were ordained in the person of our Lord Jesus Christ, an alter Christus, another Christ, to work miracles in the souls of the faithful. By virtue of holy orders that you have received, you act in persona Christi capitis, that is, in the person of Christ, the head. Pope Pius XII, in his encyclical Mediator Dei, said, It is the same priest Christ Jesus, whose sacred person his ordained minister truly represents. Now the minister, by reason of the sacerdotal consecration which he has received, is truly made like to the high priest and possesses the authority to act in the power and place of the person of Christ himself. We remember our Lord said to his apostles, He who hears you, hears me. He who despises you, despises me. Canon. Through our priesthood, you and I act in the power and place of Christ for his people. We act in the power and place of Christ in the sacraments, baptizing the faithful, absolving them, feeding them, directing them, teaching them, governing them, and leading them back to our divine Savior. The day of your priestly ordination, your soul received that indelible mark lifting you from the common priesthood of Jesus Christ to the ministerial priesthood of Christ, to be able to offer the holy sacrifice of the Mass. Through that indelible mark, you were ordained as an eternal priest in the order of Melchizedek, and not the temporary Levitical priesthood of Aaron. Not only was your soul consecrated, but also your hands. Your hands now belong to Christ. They are his hands to consecrate his body and blood. They are his hands to baptize in his name. They are his hands to absolve the sinner, his hands to bless the wedding couple, his hands to anoint the sick and prepare them for eternal life, and his hands to carry the Eucharist to the dying as food for their journey to heaven. Even your mouth now belongs to Christ, to say the words of consecration as you say, for this is my body. Your mouth belongs to him as you say, Finally, I absolve you from your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Your mouth belongs to Christ to praise God on behalf of his church. For Christ's people, canon, your priesthood is a key. Through your priesthood at Mass, we are transported back to the one and unique sacrifice of Christ on Calvary. You are the key to open to us the treasures of divine grace and the sacraments. Your priesthood brings us hope as it is the key that opens to us the treasures of heaven that Christ won for us from the cross. Your priesthood opens the gates of paradise. Your priesthood is the key that unlocks us from the shackles of our sins and delivering us from them. As long as you remain faithful to Christ, the key of your priesthood will never be bent or lost and you will be able to be our dependable key between heaven and earth. Secondly, canon, your priesthood is a light for Christ's church. 
At the end of each Mass, we priests say, And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Your priesthood is a light that brings joy and hope to children of the light, because it disperses the darkness of sin and evil. As Christ is the light of the world, your priesthood is directed to bring his light to the faithful for their spiritual nourishment and guidance. Your priesthood is the ordinary means through which Christ shines his light, building up, teaching, and governing his church in its journey to heaven. The light of your priesthood comes from Christ and is meant to guide his flock. Now, more than ever, we need this light of Christ. Canon, though Christ is present in you and I, his ordained ministers, in how we perform the sacraments, we must not let our sins and human weaknesses betray our Lord or his church and the faithful. St. Paul addresses all faithful, but especially us with the supernatural vocation of the priests in Christ with these words, Walk worthy of the vocation in which you are called. Throughout your ministry, you will realize that not everyone will understand your words. Not everyone will like you. Not everyone will agree with you. Not everyone will be grateful, and not everyone will be satisfied. Some will ignore you. Some will mock you. Some will betray you. But we priests are treated no differently than our Lord. As he said, If the world hate you, know that it hath me before you. If you had been of the world, the world would love its own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Remember my word that I said to you, The servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. In, through, and with our Savior, our Master, we priests offer to God the prayer of the whole church, especially at Mass. Like Christ the Eternal High Priest, we must be willing to lay down our life for the spiritual well-being of our flock. There is no overtime, no timeout, no off-duty, no off-day, or full retirement for priests. We are always on, but we must be men of prayer. For without prayer we will dry out and burn out and be unfit to serve the faithful. We must be men of virtue, with humility, generosity, mercy, goodness, chastity, courage, and especially men of faith, hope, and charity. Love the Holy Liturgy, for we are men consecrated for the worship of God at the altar. No one can replace us at the altar, so we must be faithful to our ministry of adoration and sacrifice. And before all activity, pray, because the de devil loves to ruin everything that is done, even with the best of intentions. And as Monsignor Vach likes to tell us, be humble and obedient, because priests of the Institute are not Zorro. We are not independent heroes riding through the night on our stallion, acting by ourselves and for our own vainglory. For history is unfortunately filled with countless examples of priests rising and falling hard from their horse due to their pride. Be a faithful shepherd who defends and feeds the flock, and not a hireling who abandons them when they need us most. Pray for the courage to defend the flock from evil, to defend the flock from the wolves of this world, 
and pray for the courage and gentleness to correct the errant sheep that are lost in pride and error. The devil is far more cunning than we priests and far more energetic, so we must be humble men of prayer with patience and perseverance. In marriage, husband and wife become two in one flesh, but on the day of your priesthood, canon, you lay down your personal life to become an altar Christus. You were chosen by our Lord, and the day of your ordination, you were set aside, and to you was conferred the sacred power to act in Christ's power and authority. Your entire being forever is now united to the priesthood of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is the one mediator between God and men. Like him, you too must be willing to lay down your life for your bride, the church. Walk worthy of the vocation in which you were called. How can we priests truly live up to being an altar Christus? How can we priests, sinners though we are, be another Christ, who himself was without sin? How can we manage to be in charge not only of our soul, but of each and every one confided to our care? We note that only one apostle and only one was faithful to our Lord on Good Friday. Only one. And it was the one that rested his head on the sacred heart. Through your priesthood, you are configured to Christ in a more perfect way than in any other vocation. Our Lord will speak to you and unite you to his joys and his sorrows in the most intimate of ways. You will experience both his joy in seeing the miracles that are worked in souls, but you will also experience the abandonment of our Lord. If you are to walk worthy of the vocation to which you are called, with St. John, the beloved apostle, you must take Mary to be your mother. We priests are indeed very fragile, but she is our rock, she is our refuge, and she is our strength. Her son lives in, in and through us priests, and she will help you in it to be a faithful priest of her son. My dear faithful, it is not in vain that you hear today's sermon. We must daily hold our priests in our prayers to our Lord that they lead us boldly in a world more and more hostile to our faith. We must listen to them, for Christ speaks to us through his ordained ministers just as he sent out his apostles in his name. No matter how many bad priests we hear about in the news, we must pray for their fidelity to the priesthood in Christ and never lose our faith in Christ, never lose our faith in his church, nor lose our faith in the priesthood of Christ. No matter how holy we esteem or how much we dislike Father so-and-so, we must be people of humility and seeing Christ in them and people of faith in seeing Christ work through them despite their shortcomings. Walk worthy the vocation in which you are called. My dear canon, given your consecration as a priest of Christ set aside as an altar Christus, mediator between God and man, live your priesthood in fidelity to this sublime vocation to which you have been chosen. Let your priesthood be a key to heaven. Let your priesthood be a shining example of hope, inspiration, and guidance for us, so that faithful to the authority and power of Christ that you have received, the day of your death you will hear our Lord say to you, Well done, my good and faithful priest. Enter the joy of thy master.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.